name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. Just got finished with uh, my second of two live Q and A's today. Uh, first was for small steps, small steppers members, the current, but also invited the past ones too. Maybe some of you were there. Uh, I'm guessing you were. And then I followed that up with a Patreon session live Q and A. So I got to talk to people all over the world, which is pretty amazing. New Zealand included. Um, Norway also. And so this is a amazing time to, um, in the midst of all this nuttiness, I get to connect with people um, literally all over the world and got to use the word literally, literally. Mm. I was talking to my wife yesterday because it was, you know, a good day to talk to her, first of all, but also because um, I, I told her, man, you dodged a bullet with the um, the model UN trip that she took my twins on to New York, it was like by, I mean, two weeks later, she would, that whole trip would have been canceled. That's, that's how close. But anyways, um, so they got to have that experience before. Now we're in, in a shelter in kind of mode, but I wanted to relate to you. <clears throat> this is my, you know, my twins have not been out of the state of California that often. My son and I went to Colorado um, with my dad and my brother for a trip last fall. And then, and then all the kids went to Arizona because they were on a, 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 a plant-based kids panel at Healthy World Sedona last year, but that's kind of it. They haven't really traveled that much. So this is a big trip. This was like the big city going to New York, the twins, 10 years old, almost 11. And they go to New York and they go to a restaurant. They get in with my wife and they get in there and they go to restaurants late and they come out of a restaurant. They're in the big city. There's a big city is New York, big buildings, people everywhere. And they walk out of a restaurant and this homeless guy is standing there and as they walk by, he yells loud, loud, maybe not a yell, but loud, quote, someone got a hundred bucks. I want to get laid and buy some weed. And my 10-year-old daughter turns to my wife and goes, what does getting laid mean? And I thought, you know what? New York, New York, you know, the city doesn't sleep. And by the way, how can a hundred bucks get you laid and buy some weed? I don't know what inflation is like in New York, but that'd be, I think that'd be more expensive in Los Angeles. Mm. In Mendocino, they're giving both of those things away for free. <coughs> That's why I moved here, by the way. Um, day two of my daily podcasting for however long and most days. That's as, as firm as I can get. That's as, as, as just definitive as I can be. Quick thanks to everybody who Patreons me and is sticking with this podcast through the thing, SidGarzaHillman.com and all, the, all that kind of shit, right? Good. And again, like I said yesterday, literally said yesterday, because I've daily podcasting, is, is if this is a time where you're not listening to the news. Now, of course, when I'm doing podcasting, I also am watching the news at the same time. I like to get both things at once because I don't want to be focused entirely on one thing. I always want to be distracted. Um, by the news and, 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 and most of the news is totally relevant. I mean, you know, Trump yells at a reporter and is mean to a reporter. I mean, that's important stuff. We should talk about that. We should really invest a, a portion of our brains to that information because that is crucial and it's so surprising and shocking. I mean, we can't believe that happened. I would start a news channel. Like I would just raise the money and be like, I'm gonna start a news channel, new news channel, but it's just gonna be the facts, just just the facts and that's it, no commentary. 
and it would be like 40 seconds of it. I don't know how I would raise the money. How, how, what, what's your programming like? Well, we turn on the morning for 40 seconds and then we turn off. Okay. Well then what? Well, that, I mean, that's it. That's, we just kind of, we just, what do you mean? Well, we just say what the, like what happened? Well, what, what about like, what about what happened? Well, I mean, people can, they can figure that out for themselves. We just wanted to say like, here's the thing. I mean, the same five things that we're supposed to be doing because of the coronavirus don't change day to day, whether or not the numbers go up or down or whatever. We still shouldn't be around other people. We should make sure that if we are in public, it should be very minimal and with a good amount of distance between us and other people. We should wash our hands. And I would add, we should take care of ourselves. Where's the discussion about healthy eating during this time? Where's the discussion about taking uh, stress and minimizing stress as much as possible during this time, helping immune system, boosting immune systems? Where's that discussion? Whatever. But those are the five, four or five things for me. They're not going to change day to day. They're not going to change day to day. And guess what? Post coronavirus, I'll probably wash my hands a little bit less and I can be around other people, but the taking care of myself is not going to change. It didn't change before this thing. I was already doing it because I want to be ready for stuff like this. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. I want my goal post coronavirus. When somebody goes, look, the pandemic is over. It's done. It's done. My main goal, and I think you should guys should define this for yourselves. I want to get laid and buy some weed. Those are the two things I'm like, I cannot wait for the day that I'm out and about doing that again. And that's, and that's to me, but that's, you know, I want you, I'm not going to tell you guys what you should do to make yourselves happy. I know what it will take for me. I think the dif difficulty in this time, aside from the very reality of the, of a virus that is, is hardcore and spreading very fast and, and people who have weakened immune systems and, and therefore the elderly and the people who are having health issues and on prescription drugs are going to be a little more susceptible since it's not craziness to say that it's just true, um, is the forced awareness. We are, when things like this happen, now there's a pandemic, so it's not like this in general, but let's say we have a tragedy in our families or we have some sort of something that, you know, 9-11 was a perfect example. I kind of have a, a same, there was initially like a same feeling when everything got put on uh, in California anyway, uh, shelter in kind of state, the Stanford Inn closed for the first time in 40 years, you know, it's like that force and, and it's this feeling of groundlessness. That's why I titled this episode, Find Your Ground. It's there. I'll talk about it in a second, but what happens initially is this feeling of, of, of a, almost like a floaty. I remember the day after 9-11, actually it was day of, we went out and we were living in Los Angeles at the time and we walked on this street called Larchmont and we're, and we're walking, walking along and it's like, it was like, it almost, the, the light looked different to us. It looked orange. It, it was, when we were in Los Angeles, it was, but it looked weird and everyone has sort of had this floaty kind of zombie look on their face. Like we were kind of just wandering around because that's what you just, could do you could just wander around and we were just kind of wandering around and everyone had this this weird groundless kind of experience and i think that that's similar now we're all sort of finding our footing here we're in a we're in uncharted territory and we've been forced into it and we are not sure where what's happening we feel like the ground has been has been just removed from under our feet and i want you to understand that that habits the habits that we have that the routines of our lives are ground for us. They are things, it's it's why it's so hard to change something. It's so hard to eat in a new way because it's not just about, the, it's not barely about the food when you think about it. It's the, it's the fact that there's a routine and a thing we understand and it's a grounding and we can rely on it and we've been doing it for many, 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 many years. And when 
that changes and it could change like let's say you have a heart attack and then you all of a sudden you change and there's going to be that feeling too where it's in a way it's a forced thing and you have to be attentive what's happening is we're being forced into more attention right now we have to pay we're, we're having to pay more attention and i think it's a good thing for us to realize this isn't something we're used to we're not tra- in the modern world we're not trained to be highly attentive can we just we're easily distracted and we have a ton of stuff to distract ourselves i said a thousand times literally yesterday <clears throat> and so the reason why we have this feeling of groundlessness like we're floating is because the routines and habits are now disrupted. We have had a disruption in those things. And now we're aware of the things that we're doing day to day because our routines have had to change. We are not going, some people, there was a guy in our Q and a who was like, I'm still going to work because he's got that kind of job. So he still goes to work, but then there's things that are probably changing for him just because of the news out there in the way that he's at work. Because, you know, I went to the bank for the Stanford Inn the other day and there's like tape on the ground because you have to stand six feet away from the windows. That makes you more aware in the moment. Those little things make you more aware. And when you're more aware, there's different information coming in your head and that's a different way of doing your day to day. And that makes you feel less grounded. However, I am a firm believer that more attention is never a bad thing. I don't think it's ever a bad thing. I think more attention is a good thing. I think that when it's forced upon us, it can be a little bit disruptive in the beginning. It can be a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning, ideally. And that's why I'm a small stepper is because I bring in that attention in a measured, you measure it kind of, you know how to bring in this thing and kind of keep it so it's not causing you too much stress. This is never the way I would want, would want to bring in more attention. It would be like, why don't we start a pandemic? That'll bring people into paying more attention to things. That's ridiculous. I would never want that. But here it is. I mean, here it is. We can be pissed about it or we can figure out how we're going to go forward in this. And we can use that forced attention to say, okay, well, if I'm having to be present more in my life to the things of my life, to the things of the day to day, now that I'm me personally sit, I'm not going to work or I mean, very minimally, I'll probably go in a little bit just because of my position at the resort, but minimal and not in the same way at all. Cause there's no guests there. Right. So it's very different. I'm not teaching nutrition classes. So there's difference there, but I can use this attention to turn it into more productivity, to more creativity, to, to an opportunity to evolve and change and improve. I can, I can, I can set the stage for me to, and I, this is what I'm talking about for you potentially to, to come out of the other side of this, um, evolved, um, or in the very least look back and say, these are the things I did during this thing. I didn't huddle in the corner and because the news told me that I should be scared all the time, I didn't do that. I decided to not huddle in the corner. I decided to take this situation, this reality, and turn it into something where I said, well, I got a lot done on my book. I, I finished the screenplay I've been working on for years and you know, small stepping it, but I debate be able to devote more, devote more time to it because life has changed. I, I'm able to do more because I have more time. And I can use this disruption as in a good way, in a, in as like, thank goodness there's some disruption. And I please do not take that in the other way. Of course, I would never wish this, but if there's a disruption, I can immediately say, okay, what am I going to do with this now? Not a reactive, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, but like, okay, fine disruption. Now, 
what can I do? What can I do in this situation? For some people, they have to go to work. Doctors and nurses and medical personnel having to go to work. They're in a whole different ballgame of stress. But then other people are at home and they don't know. And there was somebody in the Q&A who's in a small 550 square foot condo in Toronto and they're just sitting there and it's like that's a weird thing too it's weird for everybody and what do we do with that what do we do with that situation um can we turn this forced attention this forced awareness into into something can we create something from it it's not going to be all positive of course not because we have to pay attention and there's a very real threat but at the same time we can do whatever we can and that that is a position of power I will argue that and defend that forever. That is a position of power to say, what can I do in this situation? Because you train your brain in that situation to, to train it in the future to always ask that question. Well, what? okay, this changed this reality. Okay, what can I do now? What can I do now? What can I do now? Not what can't I do? I can't do this now. What should I be more afraid of? But what? okay, so what can I do now? How am I going to control what I can control now that this has changed and we never have to have it be the same thing every time because it's not about the thing in the world it's about how we react to the thing in the world that's what i always talk about here right it's principle it's action it's personal control where we can when we can the fact is we still have ground we still have ground we have the stuff that we most care about in general when push comes to shove, when all the bullshit is shed away, we have family, we have friends, we have health, we have energy, we have our hobbies, we have things that ground us. We have to find that stuff. We have to find that ground. It's there. Shutters open to dark But you said it'd be Light again So here I am 